Good morning. This is my first COVID preaching session, so uh, it's a little different. Uh, keeping with the theme that Pastor Jason was talking about, uh, two weeks ago we were here and he was talking about uh, the gospel, the good news, and I wanted to keep that theme and so we're going to be reading, I'll read to you, or read along with me, from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16. And what I'll do is, I'll read the scripture, and then I'll come back, and we'll discuss um, <clears throat> verse by verse. So, all right, it says, in, in verse 12, it says, I give thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me. Because he considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man, but I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed along with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is a trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But I receive mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extra, ex, I always mess this up, extraordinary uh, patience as an example to those who believe in him for eternal life. Uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to share um, your word pray what I say would be your words, not mine. Um, I pray that we would have open hearts and open ears to hear what you have to say to us, because it is good news. Um, so thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I was reading, or I was reading this scripture quite a few times, and uh, I found it interesting. This is great news for Paul. If you think about Paul's life, um, his first name was Saul. So his, it's, I always taught my students in Amano, we, they do the Saul-Paul theory. Um, he first was Saul, and then he was Paul. And uh, he was a much better gentleman, of course, as Paul, but Saul, we have to talk about Saul as well, because that's part of who he was and what he struggled with. And I liked how in the first verse here, in verse 12, it says, I give thanks to Christ our Lord. Um, I believe at one time what he was doing, he was appointed by God, uh, Paul was, but at Saul, Saul thought definitely he was doing the will of his father. He was doing what God had called him to do, to take care of these Christians, to eradicate them, because they were going against the Jewish nation. They were going against the Jews at that time. And so what he thought, what he was doing, um, was the correct thing. And uh, he was very zealous about that. He was very um, focused on that. And I found it funny that, uh, or not funny, but amazing that if you think of where Saul was and what, who he was and how God transformed his life, that is the gospel. That's the good news. He wasn't just um, looking for Christ. He wasn't looking for Christ. He was looking after the believers and he wanted to take, um, uh, he wanted to ruin their lives, actually. He wanted to put them in jail. We see that through Scripture. And what I found amazing about that was 
God still used Paul as he, as he found that Damascus road encounter with God, that he met Jesus on that road, and all of a sudden God gave him, appointed him a ministry to fulfill. He, Jesus didn't say, oh, oh yeah, I remember what you did here, here, here. No, no. He's like, I want to use you now. I want to change your name. I want to renew you, and I want you to serve me now. And you're going to do amazing things, but you're going to struggle a lot too. And we find that through Scripture, throughout Scripture, what he went through. And I found that very interesting. Is It starts off with, uh, what I'll, I'll jump to is, he was, he even says it himself, he was a blasphemer, all right? He was a persecutor, and he was an arrogant man. Now, he was a persecutor. We could look in Scripture in Acts 9, where it says in chapter 1, it, or Acts 9, verse 1, it says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if they found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So he went out seeking. This is Saul before he met Christ on, on the road. He was a blasphemer. He was a persecutor. He was persecuting Christians because they were of the way. And that was his ignorance. That was in his ignorance, as it talks about. And he was a very arrogant man. And in another version, it talks about he was a very violent man. In Acts, it also talks about uh, after Stephen's death, he was there watching that. And they brought the clothes of Stephen to at Saul's feet at that time. And also in Acts 3... It talks about, or Acts 8, chapter 3, or verse 3, sorry. It says, But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. So if anyone would see Saul around, uh, if you're a Christian, I think you would definitely be running, running away um, from him, hiding from him. He sought out uh, Christians, and he wanted to put them in jail. And in the end, probably put putting them to death. And so this is who we're talking about. Of all the one, the person that writes the most in the New Testament, it's Paul. And what we see here, even says to him, others, I'm a blasphemer. I was a blasphemer. That's what I love about this is I was formerly a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. And I was an arrogant man, a violent man. But he did it all, I believe, out of ignorance. He thought he was doing the right thing. He thought this is what God wanted him to do. And it goes on, which I love, is it talks about his mercy. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance in my unbelief. And mercy is so amazing. Mercy is the compassion or the definition, the compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone within, with whom it's power to one to punish or harm. So he, God showed him mercy in this ignorance. And I like that. There's that mercy, and we're going to see grace here as well. But I love it because Paul recognizes that it was only by God's grace and his mercy that he could be doing this ministry, that he could be doing his ministry at the time. And what I like about this, in verse 14, we see, there's three things that we see there, is grace of our Lord overflowed. And I always think of this, that's just, I'm always a picture. I'm always a picture person. So I'm always thinking, have you ever uh, overflowed or turned op opened up the, let's say, a soda can? Not a soda can, a soda 
I see, now I'm getting confused with my languages. Uh, soda, you call it pop, right? My pop, soda. Coke, I'm just gonna go with Coke. If you open up, if you shake it, you open it, it spews out or it overflows. Yeah, or you're pouring in some water in a cup and it overflows and you can't stop it. Maybe a bucket you forget. Um, whatever you think of when you think of overflowing, it's not stopping, it's not, it's not being plugged up, it's not being stopped, it's being overflowed and it's flowing. And, uh, and what I see here in scripture is, first of all, it's grace of our Lord overflowed in Paul. It didn't stop. God didn't say, hold back, I'm going to hold back on this grace, but uh, it overflowed in his life. And he was so mindful of that. If you read what he talks about all the time, it's just overflowing. Every time he talks in scripture, he's always talking about, you know, this is where I was, and this is what God has done in my life. Paul's always talking about that. This is where I was, and this is what I'm the worst. He always says, I'm the worst of sinners. I'm the worst of the worst. No one can beat me. I can beat, I'm the worst person ever. But then he says, but, but greater than that is God. Greater than that is Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life and that change, that rearranging in his life. And I find that amazing, that grace of our Lord Jesus over, overflowed, but then it came also, it talks about in scripture is along with, so these are connected as well, along with faith and with love. But then the tying part, you can have faith, you can have love, grace, yes, you can have grace even to a point. But what ties it all in is in Christ Jesus. There's a difference. There's a 100% difference between me showing love, me showing grace, me showing faith in separation with Christ and with, with Christ. Because I think it's just a total different understanding of where I'm coming from an understanding of what I need to be coming from, an understanding where I have been and where I am at as a believer. And the only way I can overflow, have overflowing grace to others, overflowing uh, trust in my God, faith, and overflowing love for others and for what he's done in my life is because of Jesus Christ. There would be no change, there would be nothing if, if I wasn't in Jesus Christ, it wouldn't matter. Those things that I hold so dear, they'd be nice, but after a while, if somebody starts lo stops loving me, or if they do something, if my wife stops loving me, if my wife says something to me, then I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to be mean to her as well. I'm, gonna be, <laughs> I'm not going to give the grace that I need to give. But what I find amazing is in Christ Jesus, even when we were ignorant, even when Paul, Saul Paul, was ignorant, he was doing these things he thought he was doing for Christ, or he thought he was doing for his Father, his God. He was doing it in ignorance, but still Jesus Christ died for him. And he still, can, he still dies for you every day. And I find that amazing. And as it, I love this, this, is said, this saying is a trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's a, I actually wrote it on here, big letters. I don't, I'm not going to, yeah, but big letters on this. Because I think, I think a lot for some of us, I know myself, is we say it. It's an easy statement almost to say as a Christian. If you've been a Christian, I've been a Christian over 30 years. I'm like, yes, Jesus died for my sins. 
and then I move on, I walk on. And does it really affect here? Does it affect here in my daily actions, in my daily walk? And I think majority of the time, I hate to say it, but it doesn't, because it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's what he did. Okay, good, I can move on. But I think we have to come to the realization each and every day, look at where we were and look at where we've come or where we're at now. And it's only because he's forgiven us. It's only because he loves us. He wants a relationship with us. And that's the true sense of the gospel. That's the heart of the gospel. He came into the world to save us as sinners. Um, I just, I'm amazed that it's so, it's so broad and so deep and so wide. And, and when I think about it, it's hard to even, I get a little choked up because I don't take it as, as strongly as I used to. I think I've gotten caught up in my own ways and my own thinking, and maybe I've, I've grown up in the church, and, you know, of course, he, of course he died for my sins. Of course he loves me. Of course all those things. But for someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ and all of a sudden experience him for the first time, this is an amazing statement. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And when you always meet a Christian, a new Christian, you see that excitement. You see that, like, I know where I've been, and I know what Christ has done in my life. And look, look at what he's doing. He constantly wor is working on my life. And as you get older as a Christian, I think sometimes you don't want to work on your life. You're like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but I have to realize this every day is I have to come to Jesus Christ every morning, every day, every minute if I have to, to ask for forgiveness, to seek his face and ask and say, Lord, what what do you want me to do? How do you want me to go about this day? And for us, as Christians, but if you're here and you're not a Christian, or you're here and you're just going, ah, eh, I don't know. I don't know if about this relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, that's okay, in one way, because he still died for you. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter in one way what you think, because hopefully at one time you'll come to the point and say, I need him, I want him. I want a relationship with him, um, but he still did it. So it doesn't, it's not on your timing, it's on his timing. And what I, in verse 16, I really just want to hit on this uh, for my final thought is Christ Jesus demonstrated his extraordinary patience. And my, um, another version I have is unlimited patience. Um, I know in, uh, in my life, unlimited patience is a very strong or, or extraordinary patience. I don't know about you. I was thinking of some things. How many days do we, how, many, uh, how often do we lose our patience with ourselves, with our spouse, with our kids, with other people's kids, other drivers? I found this out so far in New Jersey that um, if you just stay one extra second at a stoplight, when it turns green, the horn goes. I, I just like, even before I can get my foot off the brake to the gas pedal to actually do, they're already honking the horn because they need to go wherever they're going. And I found, wow, that's very impatient. But I'm also nervous too. I don't want to like 
wait a little bit longer because then they might be very impatient with me and drive me off the road. Um, and what I see the contrast is um, those times where I'm not used to those anymore, that anymore. Do you lose your patience with your coworkers, your bosses, and once again yourselves? Because you want to be in that one spot and you're just, I'm not there yet. This isn't working out yet. Why do I keep doing that? And every time, I love this idea, extra or extraordinary patience, unlimited. And what I love is, the one thing I notice also where I'm coming from is in Zambia, they always say you have unlimited internet, yes? So here, you pay a certain price for a month, and you can have inter- internet for hours and hours and hours and hours, and you pay that one price, yes? Um, and, a, and in Zambia, it's unlimited. Same thing as here. But if you use it up, the unlimited, <laughs> it's gone. So, and then you have to go buy some more unlimited time. So if I find a movie I want to watch, that will use up maybe four gigabytes of data. And then they say it's still unlimited. So you have to go back to the store and get some more unlimited data. I always, I wrestled with that for the first couple of years, and then I just gave into it, and I just found it funny. Um, because they can't do anything about it. I got on the people. I lost my patience with the guys at the store, and they're like, we're not in charge. We just give you out the unlimited data. So, but what I like about this is Paul knows where he was. He knows what he did. He 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 knows he was ignorant of all of it. But God still loved him. God still wanted to use him for ministry. God still worked on that, and he wanted that relationship. And so when I think about ourselves here, I don't know where you're at. I don't know all of you. I don't know all of you. I know some of you. Um, But I always think with Jesus Christ showing us and demonstrating his unlimited or extraordinary patience with us, to show us an example and saying, hey, I want you I desire you. I want a relationship with you. Would you come to me? I sent, now this is the Father saying, I sent my son Jesus Christ. I died for you. Why would I die for you and not care about you? Why would I die for you and not forgive you of your sins? Why would I die for you and not have extraordinary patience? Because every day I'm going, "Mm, I shouldn't have thought that thought. Sorry about that, Lord. And then shouldn't have said that thing. Shouldn't have done that action. And I'm going, I would have given up on me a long time ago. It's so very easy. I'm like, why? And then I get down on myself and I beat myself up. But once again, he's just saying, come to me. I got enough. I got enough patience for you. But one day, also, this is truth as well. One day, that patience, even though it says unlimited, there is a time. Jesus is coming back. And it's run out. But he's given us today to take that step towards him. Today to say, you know what? I need you in my life. And that's good news. This is great news, the gospel. Because no other God, no other religion, it's always works, 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 works. And then if you don't do enough and you feel like you're good on that day, you got to start all over again. And you're like, oh no, I got to be good again. <laughs> I'm in trouble. But what I like about it is Jesus Christ did all the work. All we have to do is say yes. And then look out. 
things are going to change. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty, um, but in the end, it's going to work out. And God loves you so much, he died for you. So let's pray. Lord, um, just thank you again for the day. Thank you for the opportunity to share. It has been a while. Lord, may the, the truth of your word speak to our hearts. May we not be deceived by um, anything else but just the truth. Help us to see the truth in our lives, Lord. Help us to see and get rid of those lies that so many times Satan likes to throw at us. Help us to realize that Jesus died for our sins, that he loves us, he cares for us, he wants a relationship. Help us to see that, help us to embrace that. And if we're not, if we don't know you, Lord, we pray that we would come to know you. If they have questions, Lord, I pray that they would find someone that they trust that knows you, that they can share Christ with, Lord. It's not going to be easy, but we thank you for your unlimited patience with us. We thank you that, um, yeah, you're still working in us. And uh, until you come back, we're not complete. So, Lord, I pray that you continue to walk with us, guide us as we leave from here this morning, and that you be honored and praised because of what we heard this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.